Welcome to the Spoko Radio Post Game Show. I'm DC. We got the full gang back together for a post game show for the first time since what the Iowa State game. It's champ. It's the it's champ. It's Jerry. Guys, Iowa just beat beat Purdue. I don't remember the final score. We just hopped on right now. 26 to 20, but it doesn't matter because Illinois <laughs> just rushed the field after beating Wisconsin champ. Your Badgers, are they still in your top four teams in the Big Ten? If you lose to Illinois, you uh, drop out immediately. I mean, that's <laughs> – I can't believe they lost to Illinois. Just a shocker. But, yeah, that they dropped out. So what we said at the end of the show on this week, Iowa winning the Big Time West is not only on the table, it's a distinct real possibility right now after the after Iowa beats Purdue. Guys, did we what did you learn, if anything, from today's game against Purdue? Champ, we'll start with you. I didn't learn a whole lot. It was much more of the same for the Hawkeyes. I mean, the defense played well for the majority of the game. The offense couldn't score touchdowns. Yes, I understand they scored two. But for the most part, they drove down the field and they had to kick field goals. And and this was against a subpar defense coming in. Purdue ranked 13th in the Big Ten in defense. And Iowa managed only 26 points and really only won this game by a touchdown. And that, to me, that's unacceptable. Champlin, nothing. Jay, what did you learn? I learned that once again, when Iowa runs the football somewhat successfully, they're a decent offense. All right, maybe decent's not the right word to use after this one, but they're an offense that could win football games to help their defense. And that's all really that matters right now because, like Beth said multiple times, we have a top five defense right now. And if we can just keep rotting that through, and f- maybe one day we'll figure out how to actually score touchdowns in the passing game, everything's going to be nice and bright for us now that Wisconsin's lost. Wisconsin loses. Iowa puts together enough points to win. Like you guys both said, it didn't learn anything new about this Iowa team. Um, the one thing we did get, we got a new punt returner, Geno Stone, coming in and a double a double punt return a special teams unit. Maybe we'll actually see a few more than just nine punt returns moving forward. I don't know the punts the uh, the defense is forcing, but where are you guys at with Brian Ferentz? What's your Brian Ferentz success meter at right now? It's still not great. I just I don't know how you could watch this this Purdue game and think anything differently. Iowa couldn't move the football. Nate Stanley doesn't have another touchdown pass. He's I don't know. I saw on Twitter somebody saying that maybe they're trying to protect Chuck Long's record or something. But at this point, Nate can't really get anything going in the passing game. Maybe we're running a little bit better, but it's just it's just so much meh. Uh, Matt Champ, what, what are your thoughts on Brian Ferentz right now? Did they really run the ball better though? I mean, for. of that game they couldn't really run the ball and then the last drive they ripped off two nice runs to pretty much salt the game away so yeah I mean he whatever the lowest ranking is again I think it's Greg Davis would be our OC or Greg Davis would be better that's where I'm at again with Brian Ferentz it wasn't an impressive game for me at all I don't think the play calling was there they ran two bubble screens in this game on third and like under five yards and neither of the bubble screens had any blockers to block for the receiver. Like, what What in the hell were both of those calls? The receiver's catching the ball, and then three or four Purdue Boilermakers are running at the wideout untouched. Like, what the hell kind of play calls were those? I, it didn't – Tyler Goodson not touching the ball until almost the end of the first half. Five carries, was, six yards. Was, clue, was utterly ridiculous to me. Five carries for the game. Yes, he got his first touchdown, but why is he not touching the ball more? Yes, he had a couple catches, but even then that didn't take – it took a while to get him the ball, and I don't understand why. He's our 
probably our second or third best playmaker on that offense, and for him to only get seven touches for the game is ridiculous. Brady Ross at one point had two carries before Tyler Goodson even touched the ball once. That's inexcusable. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. It's an also inexcusable to go when you have Torn Young in the game and it's third and short, and you go jumble and you you put Torn Young out wide with just Brady Ross behind Nate Stanley. You do that same play twice, and it both times are unsuccessful. Like once again, I don't know what is Brian watching during the week or what he's like actually seeing out there, and he's just like, oh, this is finally gonna work. We're finally gonna be able to do the fullback dive this week, and it's gonna get us a first down, and it never works. He he's the master because he'll get up in front of the media and say that the, you know the offense he, these jumbo sets this personnel grouping is to set up future looks. We never see the future looks. At one at some point, this offense has to turn a corner and not just be the looks the 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 table dressing that makes it look cool. You have to actually do something out of it as opposed to just run a fullback dive that's going to get you negative one yard when you need two. It's unbelievable. The, the play calling is just going so far backwards as the season progresses. It's so frustrating to watch. There was one time in this game, DC, where you literally turned to me and you said, Beth Mowens is talking like we were running an offense that's stuck in 1980. And I had to ask you, is it not? Like, that's where we're at. No, it's true. They were celebrating the fact that Iowa scored a touchdown for the first time in ten, over 10 football quarters. Like, yeah. that shouldn't be a thing we're celebrating. It should not. I mean, when you come, when you're playing at home against a Purdue defense that's piss poor. Let's be honest. Their top player has not played this year. The Iowa should have been able to run the ball at will. When you have supposedly two great tackles like Iowa has, and you can't run the ball consistently throughout that game, and you're not even really trying to run the ball at points in that game. They're throwing the ball consistently throughout. I mean, because they couldn't run the ball. And Brian Ferentz is play calling again. It's just ridiculous. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he sees out there. He has three legit playmaking wide receivers. Let's get the ball in their hands. Let's go downfield more. They had a couple nice deep throws today. Let's do that more. I mean, I understand Brandon Smith got hurt at the end of this game. We're hoping it's not a long-term injury. But he, I mean, he had an over 100-yard game, and you just need to keep feeding him. That's what Purdue did. Purdue just kept feeding their receiver the entire game. He had 200 fucking yards of offense against us, a true freshman wideout. So why can't Brian Ferentz do the same thing with Brandon Smith and Amir Smith-Mosh that? Get them the ball. They can't be stopped by any corners in the Big Ten. You guys just mentioned the fact that Iowa was trying to set up, like, future plays. But the team that looked like they were setting up future plays today was Purdue. Like, Purdue was doing the types of things that, like, you would do if you were going to run, like, Brian Ferentz's offense. The way they scored that touchdown late was just, like, the guy coming over, the, like, the tight end rolling um, from the left-hand side to the right-hand side. Like, those are things that Iowa used to do. Maybe that's – maybe Ken O'Keefe needs to speak up more uh, uh, during these meetings during the week. Or, or maybe Brian is, is being told by his dad these are the things he needs to do. Or maybe Brian just doesn't have a clue. But at this point, like, the West is wide open now that we can't just keep hoping that they figure it out. Now is the time they have to figure it out. And with Brandon Smith potentially being gone a while, he's on crutches, didn't put any weight on it, got carried off. It doesn't look good. It's time to break the case on Oliver Martin and do the same thing Purdue did with David Bell and get him and Amir Smith-Marset the rock. Did Oliver <laughs> Martin have a touch today? Did he even play? I didn't even see him on the field. Jerry's gonna look that up real. gonna look that up real quick. But my big thing is, what you don't see big zero, big no. Jerry says we're, we're sharing a microphone as I am sitting on his couch here in, in Jersey. But the big thing to me is this offense. It's not. There's nothing in the middle of the field really right anymore. Everything's at the outside. The big players are all to the outside. Brandon Smith deep. It's horizontal. It's going out wide of the sideline. Nothing's going 
over the middle of the field. And that's where a lot of, like, think of when they had that touchdown drive. Tyler Goodson, first play of the game, going across the middle of the field, taking it, and then using his speed to get open and get down the field. That's something that this offense is does not do enough of right now. And it's all just taking deep shots down the field. And if Nate doesn't have that deep fade pass like you saw to Amir Smith-Marset right away, he hesitates with the ball and has to look elsewhere. And he's not confident enough to know where to go with it next. Yeah, and that has a lot to do with the tight ends not being productive. I don't think they had a catch today between all the entire unit again. That's multiple games this year where they're not producing. We said this going into the year that this could be an issue. Jerry, of course, was looking through his rose-colored glasses and thought the tight end you. And they're going to have – I think he predicted 12 touchdowns from the tight ends this year. (laughs) I think they have two on the season. So I don't think that prediction is going to come true there Jerome but the tight ends have got to get better I mean these guys have been in the program for a long time Weeding's a senior I mean he needs to get better he needs to get open and give Nate that blanket underneath where you can check it down to him for seven eight yards and move the chains at that it's a big thing I mean we're used to having tight ends that can get first downs create a little space in the middle of the field like you said DC and they're just not getting it done Chip, you're not wrong, but I will say that there's enough receiver talent on this team that you can have a guys who are in the slot who operate across the middle of this field. Those slot guys, and Nate Stanley loves his slot guys, you can run more routes across the middle of the field to get to to make up for the lack of, of playmaking you have at tight end. Yeah, that I mean, that is definitely true. They can run some more crossing routes. That they, they ran a couple today, and they were, I mean, like you said, the play to Goodson was successful. They got a big first down there to start the second half. Do more of that. They these All these wideouts that are on this team have the speed to take a, a crossing route and take it for 20, 30 yards. So get the ball, get these guys the ball in space. That's the biggest thing for me. We kind of brought it up on this last week's Boca Radio, but I have to ask it again after seeing what, what he – what Brian kind of called with Nate this week. It almost seems like Brian wants a, a more mobile quarterback. He bootlegged him once today on that shitty, uh, was at the second down of like goal to go. He bootlegged Nate out and he kept it. He had another like run option keeper that he kept he had for two, maybe six two yards. run option keeper. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's wanting, it looks like he's wanting to run the quarterback more or at least get him out and running. And Nate's just not comfortable doing it. They showed a replay earlier of Nate trying to like scramble out and he like almost tripped on himself. So I I just, I'm wondering if this is maybe the quarterback thing. I thought he was going to tear his ACL on that rollout to the, I mean, first of all, the ESPN two crew got completely faked out on that play action. So, so did, so did Jerry, we had no idea where the play was. And then when they finally panned to Nate, I thought he was literally going to pop his ACL and it'd be done for the year. Cause he couldn't, you just can't escape. He has no real escape ability. And I mean, when you're when you're Brian Ferentz, you have to realize that and not call for plays where Nate has to run because he can't really run. That's not his game. So he get back like there, throw the ball. I didn't hear you. What did you say? He runs like a ba- a brand new baby deer. Oh yeah, that's he does. I mean, it's not pretty. So let's not have him run anymore. No, I don't. I don't think he. I know we saw the the summer camp sh- pictures of him running a read option and Jerry overanalyzing those. He's just not athletic enough, fast enough. Any type of mobility is not his strong suit. But he also shows not a really great ability to read through progressions right now. He's on one read. If it's not there, he checks it down. He he freaks out. Doesn't know where to go with it. Yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, you have to adjust as a play caller to those limit limitations of your quarterback. Offensive line was better today, though. I thought. 
It was, yeah. but as we as we kind of pointed out, Purdue's not very good. They have an injury injury to their defensive line. They're just not good, period, even at full strength. So, yes, it was good, but it should have been good. So this is more on the play calling as we kind of were texting about during the game today. Yep, absolutely correct. The, the, I'll say this. The pass blocking of the offensive line today was exceptional. Really, Nate didn't really have any pressure in his face throughout the game. He, I think they had maybe one or two sacks. But those were more coverage sacks than anything. And, yeah, I mean, they have to get better with the run game. They did that at the end of the game. That was nice to see where you can kind of salt away a drive and run the ball, be able to do that. But, yeah, I mean, they they definitely played a hell of a lot better than they did last week. But you still saw the effects of the Penn State game in Nate. He was quick reads, not there undecisive because he's used to that clock in his head was going faster than what it needed to today. And so that's something that hopefully he gets that trust back up. But I think we've seen it with enough Chicago Bears quarterbacks in that time is that when you get your quarterback killed, that speeds them up and throws them off the rest of the season. So hopefully Nate kind of builds his confidence back up and we don't have that type of, of panic when the first read's not there right away. Yeah. There's one, there's one thing with Nate, and he's good for one of these every season. It was Iowa State two years ago – or Ohio State two years ago. There was an Iowa State game in there too. He's going to have a game where he's throwing four or five touchdown passes, and we know it's going to come, and it has to be the Wisconsin game now. Like Northwestern next week, that's fine. But like when it comes to this Wisconsin game, he has to be the best quarterback he's ever been, hands down, no questions asked. Yes, we need Ohio State, Nate, for this game against Wisconsin in three weeks. I mean, it's a big one now. All of a sudden, I mean, Iowa pretty much controls their own destiny now to go to Indy, so... Thank you, Illinois. Now we just need Minnesota to lose one more game, and I think they will, and we should be uh, controlling our own destiny. Any other points to make, guys, before we wrap this up? No. I mean, again, the defense played well, with the exception of Matt Hankins. He Not a good performance today from him. He got... He got pulled after the first half. He was not – Phil Parker, you could tell, was not very happy with him on the sidelines, and he was pulled. He didn't play in the second half. He's got to get better. Uh, but for the most part, the defense played pretty well. I mean, they were out there a lot at the end of that game, so that last touchdown was – you know, they shouldn't even have had the ball because of that ridiculous fucking penalty that they called. That was so moronic, but that's besides the point. Yeah, thankfully that's not a talking point the rest of this week and tonight. Uh all right, guys. Well, the, the Big Ten West is wide open right there for the taking now. Uh, Everything is right in front of Iowa. For Champ, for Jer, I'm DC. Talk to you guys again next week. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.